Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to a live Q&A of yours. Truly, I hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. I look forward to serving you all, as always, in these videos. And if this is your very first time watching, like, man, how do I get on this guy's live? And make sure I can get my question in, man. Well, you got to subscribe first off. Then you got to hit that bell so you can get all post notifications so that you'll know when I go live. Like I always say, no man, no woman knows there are. When I'm going to go live. So you might as well hit that bell so you'll be rapture ready. And I'm just, you'll be video ready. But for those who've been watching for a long time, thank you so much for watching. I kind of honor uh, for you guys and uh, trusting what God has trusted in me as far as being a resource for you all. For those who subscribed, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. For those who's listening, I please forgive me. I keep forgetting about you all because I have a lot of people. I think more people listen than they do watch the video. So thank you all so much for listening. And for those who've been supporting and all that good stuff, and as everyone is coming in, because I know it takes a while for people to get in, let me let you guys know about some things I got going on. If you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'll be coaching probably for the rest of the year, man. I just feel like this is a great avenue for me to connect with y'all in a deeper way. And so if you need support in relationships, spiritual development, singleness and maximizing it, purpose, branding and marketing or any other needs, make sure you check out my website, IamUnplugged.com. For those who are watching on YouTube right now, that link is on the description box below. Those who are listening, links in the description box. And those on Facebook, I think you guys are able to get that but let me go ahead and post this just in case y'all not able to get that but there's my website right there make sure you go ahead and um click that link and learn more about how i can help you one-on-one -on -one couples or in a group also my latest book uh the wholeness journal is now available on amazon it's a book that helps you process your level of wholeness to see if you're able to hold the things you desire and to assess and audit how you're holding the things in your life so i pray this book is a blessing to you over 120 reflective questions uh 25 articles and 52 journal entries for you to really audit your um uh wholeness level also uh created a card game called whole the first one who spell whole wins. It's a great interactive card game for those who want to assess their wholeness. And um, I check out my other books like The Purpose of Singleness. For those who are struggling with their singleness, they need a little bit of help on maximizing. This book is good for you. Also check out this dating prep book, a book that's going to help you date yourself, date the love of your life. Date God, date yourself, date the love of your life so you can uh, be dateable. And also, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, this book called The Purpose of Freedom is a great book as well, as well as this book on discernment, spiritual warfare, etc. I haven't seen anyone post any comments yet. So uh, get your questions ready. I look forward to serving you all. Hope y'all's New Year's uh, starting off amazingly. Hope y'all are uh, 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 after it after your goals. Uh, Mr. Nate Johnson says, good evening, man of God. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, what's going on? Uh, stretch market. Hey, you doing all right? Chantel says, hey, coach, do you tell a man you are abstaining from sex until marriage or do you not say anything? Great question. Well, the thing is, um, before anyone um, can really uh, uh, meet any requirements and 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 be in position um, to be uh, a, a candidate for a position, you have to clearly um, communicate your disposition and where you stand, right? And so I think that um, it's best to let him know early. It's best to let him know early so you can really see his motives early. 
um, it's best to just say, hey, just to let you know, here are the requirements to date me. Here are four, five, 15, 25 things. They don't mean you got to go super deep. Maybe share about two or three or four things as conversation permits for you to see uh, if he's legit, right? And see if he's a counterfeit or someone that's a, a good fit for you, right? But if you wait, you don't know what temptation, you, you don't know what the weight of temptation you may be under. So it may not be wise for you to wait for him to reveal, because what if you get yourself into an environment where, where you find yourself acceptable um, to contradict what you believe? So it's best to communicate that you're abstaining from sex until marriage so that he'll get the clue and know what he's engaged in. And then you can kind of tell, like I told a young lady today at my school, I said, a man is, is, is going to hunt based upon how quick he catches. And if he catches what he desires to catch, he is not going to hunt you anymore. And what I told her was, I said, what happens to a banana peel after eat the banana? What happens to a wrapper of a little Debbie snack after eat the little Debbie snack? You throw it away. And so if the guy gets the cake, what makes you think he's going to want to stay? And so you have to really begin to process uh, um, your value, which I already know you did, but to really communicate that in a way to kind of see how that person perceives you. And if he does walk away, that it has nothing to do with your value, has everything, it has everything to do with his poor perspective of value. So I think you should go ahead and let him know as conversation permits. This is the advice I would give you. Uh, first off, you have to take some time to spend time with God a little bit more than you spend time with him to even see if he's the right one for you. Secondly, ask the Holy Spirit to open up the opportunity for a conversation for that so that you'll be able to get that kind of uh, 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 requirement in there. And so he'll know that this may not be the job for him since the benefits are not uh, to his liking. Hope to help. Let's keep going. Christian under construction says, how do you know when God is telling you to pursue someone? Does God give you the work or does it come naturally? Well, it comes naturally. See, the thing that I always uh, endeavor to share with you all is to go with the flow of God. Right. And so as a man, the best thing is to sit in his presence. Let me tell you something. God brought Eve to Adam when Adam was at rest. The best way to find your best, the God's best for you is to be at a state of rest. No man should pursue a woman if he is not at rest. He definitely shouldn't pursue a woman if he is stressed, and he should not pursue a woman if he's not his best. You see what I'm saying? Never pursue a woman if he's stressed. Never pursue a woman if you're not at rest, and never pursue a woman if you know you're not at your best, right? And so when you are in flow with the flow, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you flow with him, he will begin to mold you over time. He'll begin to shape your mind. He'll begin to uh, uh, instilling you the qualities needed to be that man of God for that woman of God he desires you to give. And so like I always say about hunting, a hunter never chases a deer. A hunter never goes out there and chase their prey. It sits in a position for a period of time until that prey comes. And that's what happens in life. God brought Adam uh, Eve, when he was rested, God put him in rest. You got to allow God to rest your soul. If you're restless um, sexually, you restless emotionally, you restless physically, and all you do and all you want is a trophy wife or a wife to turn tricks for you so that you can get your rocks off, then chances are the rock ain't going to bring that woman to you to put a rock on her finger. It just ain't going to happen. God wants to put you at a state of rest where you are, number one, content in him, very clear about your assignment, and 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 really um, um, self-controlled in various areas so that he can trust his daughter with you. So how do you know when God is telling you to pursue someone? You will know and you will go with the flow, but you are not going to be able to be in position because let me tell you something about God. God shows more than he tells. 
People are waiting for God to hover over a woman, hover over a man, and, and, and in big, bold letters, balloon letters, say, this is the one. Um, God is not in the business of just descending doves on everyone to reveal the purpose of a person. So if you're looking, if you're looking for, if you're looking to hear a voice, um, you may miss what he's already shown. God shows, if you look at your own heart and look at the word of God as a mirror, he's already showing you that you're not ready. I'm not talking about you. He already showed, is showing you that you're not ready. Look at the red flags behind you so that you will be able to uh, take care of those issues, right? And then God will show you in front of a person in the seasons of your life and your circumstances to prove that you are not ready. He did it in my marriage. He did it in my courtship phase. We was ready to meet, but we wasn't ready to marry. And so as I went with the flow of God, no matter how pressed it, it, it may have gotten, I still was able to remain steady until God saw fit for us to be ready. So how do you know when God is telling you to pursue someone? Look for the signs, but make sure um, that you are good on the inside and that you trust God's timing and that you're that you at a place of rest. Chances are, you know, you at a place of rest when you're not even looking for it. And like I say about any man, when he hunts, he sits in his purpose. He sits in the field that he is supposed to uh, hunt in. And as he in his purpose, the woman of purpose will come alongside of him and join him along the way. Hope to help. Great questions, y'all. Stretch Mark the Spot says, I still find myself missing my ex. It's been nine months. Any tips to remain strong? Well, you have to always, uh, this is what I would tell you to do. Get a sheet of paper and write down all the cons or the reason why you and your ex should not be together. Then right beside that, I want you to write down all the things that will that if you were to bring them back to your life will ruin your next. So you have to understand the difference between next and X and always comparing the two when you feel emotional. So what you got to do is say, you know, it is is this person uh, uh, fit for my next? The thing is, most people become so stagnated and so consumed in their present and so caught up in the entanglements and strongholds, soul ties of their past that they're unable to see beyond where they they are. That's why I would ask, I would advise you to take some time and say, Holy Spirit, show me who I am. Show me what you've created me to do. Show me a glimpse of my next so I could be able to, to see the differences between my next and my ex. But here's some things I, I would advise for you to do practically at the moment. Number one, like I said, write down a sheet of paper why you and your ex should end and should have ended. As a constant reminder, you can type it in your phone. You can keep a paper in your purse. You can put it on your mirror. So every time you find yourself in fear, you can look in that mirror, read those different things and find confidence and assurance knowing that, that person was never meant um, to be in your life. Secondly, you got to start uh, um, untangling those webs. Look a little bit deeper. Look beyond the X. Because sometimes we were vexed before we even had an ex because of how we was brought up in our home, how things that may have happened. Because if you don't heal what vexed you, what 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 wrecked you before you was uh, uh, betrayed or hurt in your ex, then you're going to repeat the thing again or you're going to bring pain from this relationship into the next relationship. And then you'll see that relationship crashed. Right. And sunken. And so you said, I still find myself missing my ex. Why do you miss him? What do you miss about him? Oftentimes the, the pros list is longer than the cons list, but the cons list is always heavier than the pros list. 
Now, what I mean by that, some people miss the uh, FaceTimes, some people miss the hugs, some some people don't even miss the ex, they miss what their ex brought as far as that those uh, moments of security and stability. You're missing the idea of the individual, you're not really missing the individual. You're missing the interaction that you had and shared and how it made you feel intimately, but you're not really missing the individual. So you have to make sure you clarify what it is that you're actually missing. Because if you keep dwelling on what you're missing and don't write it on sheets of paper, those emotions will mesh with each other. And then you will begin looking at him, but you really don't want him. You want what he provided. And you have to then clarify and become a clue, uh, get a clue of that God a billion times overly provides for the things that you are missing in this guy. Because I promise you that cons list may not be as long as the pros. But I promise you the reason why he's your ex is because that cons list was heavier than the pros. I walk I walk through this exercise with a lot of people. They write down all the pros and everything they miss about the person. And then there was one or two cons. But those cons swallow all those pros. And so that's why I say, hey, man, um, you got to you got to have clarity on paper that gives you clear black and white um, examples and reasons that proves why you should go forward. Secondly, I want you to start investing into your spiritual development and into self-care, spiritual development. I need you to uh, spend a little bit more time praying. I need you to spend a little bit more time reading in God's word and becoming familiar with him. I need you to start developing your spiritual disciplines so that you will be able to grow from within. It's hard to grow outside in. You have to grow from the inside out and you have to feed that spirit man, nurture that spirit man so the soulish man can be renewed. And as a soulish man is being renewed, the body begins to lose its cravings for sex, cravings to be held. It begins to lose its cravings. And then you got to get into self-care. You got to get into self-care to the point to where you are taking care of you. So what I will do is find a gym membership, uh, um, set up a, a plan to go to the spa once a month or every other month. Find something within your budget that you enjoy, that you can immerse yourself so the endorphins and, and all those different things can flow through you so that you can feel more confident about your body, feel more confident about your mind, feel more confident in maximizing your time, etc. And then I need you to seek out your purpose. I need you to seek out the will of God for your life. I mean, seek it every day. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Seek the purpose of the day, not the, 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 the feelings of the past. Hope that helped, my friend. I really do. Joshua Pittman says, hey, coach, I got a revelation that imagination is extremely powerful and is one of the main reasons why people get healed. If they can see themselves healed, that works instead of begging God to heal you. I mean, great, good, pretty good perspective. I think you got something else. Wanted to know your thoughts. Well, my thoughts is this, and you heard me say this before, Josh, is that you can see yourself healed, and that's a great start. You can see what the scriptures say about, about you being healed, and you can even see yourself being healed, right? You know what I'm saying? But you got to make sure that you are skilled in healing. And what I mean by that is, it's saying, okay, what practices and habits do I need to implement in my life to ensure that healing in my immune system flows? Like I always say, healing happens when habits change. And so, yeah, you can see yourself healed, but if you're still eating chicken, if you're still eating um, bad foods, you're not going to see healing. You may be able to see yourself healed, but to see the day of your healing is 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 a, is is only 
prerequisite by the days of you practicing healing. In order for you to see the manifestation of something, you have to have the methods of something. And you have to put in the, uh, after, in order to have the methods of something, you got to have the mindset of that something, right? In order for something to be manifested, you got to have the methods. In order to have the methods, you got to have the mind renewal. In order to have the mind renewal, it has to be magnified to a hundred and tenth degree. Why you must change in, in your, in your physical engagements when it comes to eating, um, drinking, and, th and things like that. So you can see yourself healed and imagine yourself healed, but imagination is not uh, uh, um, made real, ain't going to have you feel any way of you being healed. Hope that helped, family. I got time for maybe one or two more. I want to give about 15 to 20 minutes a day to a degree to help serve you all. Charles Harrell says, question. I have a woman that I'm not married to, but faithful like we are married. I, is this still sexual immorality or is God uh, not frowning on this? Let me make sure I get that clear. Uh, I have a woman that I'm not married to, but faithful like we are married. Are y'all living together? Let me see if you responded with that. Are y'all living together? Are y'all in the same house right now? That's that's key information. I'm missing that information. Um, so let me let me answer both sides. And if you're still in the still in the video, let me know. Um, you said I have a woman that I'm not married to, but faithful like we are married. Okay, is this still sexual immorality? Now I need I need a little bit more clarity. Let me see if you comment here. Not living together. Okay, you're not living together. Well, uh, put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, in God's sovereignty, you know, and not God's sovereignty, in God's timing, put a ring on it. So if you have a woman that you're not married to, but you're faithful, like you are married, you got to ask yourself, what are you contributing? Sometimes men are given benefits that women are not, uh, um, uh, um, supposed to have. Some men are giving women benefits that don't even meet the requirements. Oftentimes you hear that when it comes to women that, oh, well, um, uh, where was, uh, 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 he's getting this from me, et cetera, et cetera. But what is the man doing? If you're providing for her, like a husband would do for a wife, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying then, then I think you should downgrade yourself from um, giving out those benefits and do what's fit for her at that moment in season that you guys are in. Now, next question I got to ask, are, are y'all having sex? So y'all not living together. So if in order for you to say, is this sexual immoral, sexual immorality, that means there's some sexual activity involved. If there's some sexual activity involved, then you got to say, I got to resolve what's ever in me that's causing me to want to do these things with her. And so first you got to ask yourself, what benefits am I giving this woman that is outside of, of the proper timing? Are you buying everything? Are you providing for her? Are you doing all these different things for her? And she's just enjoying the benefits and it's not mutual. Um, yes, we are having sex. Okay, well then my friend, that's just sexual immorality. And so <clears throat> I'm not saying God is frowning on it because frowning me, frowning is a reaction. Frowning means that, oh, I just noticed that you guys are having sex. So now I'm frowning on that, right? No, God has already made it very clear in his word what he stands on that. And so the best thing that I would do is, first off, take some time away. Uh, uh, and so Charles also says she is willing to practice abstinence with me. Well, you got to set the boundaries for abstinence. You got to set the atmosphere for abstinence. The atmosphere of abstinence includes to an agreement. First, you guys had an agreement. 
First, after that agreement, now you got to create the atmosphere for it, which means that you got to make sure that you guys know what environments to stay away from in order for you to remain abstinence until you guys, in a God's timing, uh, um, reheal. Also, you got to make sure that you are self-aware. You got to be aware of your strong points and your weak points. Also, you got to make the necessary adjustments. First off, you got to ask for help. You got to ask for help. Ask God to heal those areas in your life that is sexually vulnerable, that is that is sexually immature, right? And so that because no matter how much y'all agree, if there is any type of familiar activity, then it's going to set you up to, again, be intimate and fall into intimacy, if not careful. So anytime you are partaking into something like that, that tie is there, that stronghold is there. So y'all really got to ask some very deep, poignant questions to find out is this even what y'all need to be about? See if it's even God's will. The good, the number one thing is I will repent. Y'all both need to repent. Before abstinence, there has to be repentance. You can practice absence all day, but repentance is the thing that opens the opportunity for your mind to be renewed so that you're able to not do the do. You see what I'm saying? So you guys got to say, hey, man, does God mean more than me? than anything else. Does God mean more to me than this woman? Does this woman mean more to me than God, right? And you have to repent and say, Father, I repent for breaking uh, and, and fornicating and, and doing things outside of your will. Help me through the, your Holy Spirit to renew my mind so I can refresh my soul so my body will be self-controlled and not sexually bold. And then you physically fold over and over again because you ain't quite beheld the glory of God and how that can really shock you into a place of, hey, man, I want to live a life that glorifies him, et cetera, et cetera. So to answer your question, where you at, my brother? Yeah, man. Sex outside of marriage is, is dangerous, just like a lion out of a, out of a cage at a zoo just like a nuclear bomb falling out of a plane. If it's not in its rightful place, it is dangerous. You see what I'm saying? Nuclear, uh, 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 whatever it is called, is good for heating homes. Lions are good to look at at a zoo behind a cage. You know, all Sex is great in marriage, but it comes with a lot of baggage if it's, if it's done outside of it. It's a marriage where both the husband and wife are completely submitted to God is where sex is only safe. No other place is sex safe. Sex is not safe even in a marriage where one person is submitted to God. Sex ain't even safe if, if there are people who are married but not safe. Sex is only safe and contained in a marriage where both the husband and wife are both submitted to God. No other place sex safe. Because if a person is not fully submitted to God and is not a, a reverencing of God, how will he be able to walk in wisdom? You see what I'm saying? And so if you give him marital benefits um, too soon, uh, um, it's just going to ruin things for the future. And God's not sitting there like, man, I ain't going to be there for you all. He's just saying, hey, man, that's not the best for you all. Hope to help. Just says, hey, Chantel, I was thinking that because of a video I saw today. Thanks for asking that question. Did I answer Chantel's video? I mean, question? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Yes, yes. Repentance before abstinence. Oh, uh, let's keep going for a little bit. <clears throat> Hi, coach. How do you address pressures or expectations of entering into 30s, not being married, etc.? Well, 30s is where it starts. The Greeks just got hot. 
30s, you're still young. I got married at 32, 33 years old, man. The best years, the 20s are overrated. So the, the only pressures that are pressuring you are societal pressures. What, what Bible verse, what book, chapter, and verse says that you have to be married in your 20s or in your later latter teens? You see what I'm saying? So you have to uh, you have to remove yourself from the societal pressures and find the will of God. People are single for a reason. Even people are single because of so God's sovereignty or people are single because they haven't developed personally. So there, there's only one or two reasons why that God hasn't sent someone. Now you can settle for anyone. Right. And pressure oftentimes pushes you into settling. Right. And start meddling. Right. And then you find yourself um, not having the person that you desire to have. So how do you address pressures? Number one, you address it head on. You, you address the pressures with the scriptures. You address the pressures with the pages of God's word. Number one, you, you hit it with what the word of God says, that his timing is perfect. That all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That 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 time is is it, it has its, it has its seasons and though the visionary wait for it. There's a lot of different things that you can really encourage yourself that lets you know that God is there. When you look at uh, Rebecca, John the Baptist, it was Elizabeth, Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mom. She, of course, she felt sad because she was without child. But the reason why she was out without child is because the weight of that child, the weight of that child. Uh, or was the reason why that woman had to wait a while because that child was supposed to be the one that baptized the son of God. So how do you not know that your marriage, like if I look at me and my wife's marriage, I already know the significance of it. Therefore, he had to make sure that we was um, um, solid enough. That's why he made sure it was his perfect timing. And so you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, uh, am I ready? Number two, and am, am I not ready? The reason why I got to ask those questions is because if you're ready and you know that you're submitted to God, you've been content with your singleness and you're just not entering your 30s, but your heart loves God, then you got to trust this timing. Also, you got to look in the mirror secondly and say, hey, what are some things inside of me that is proven the reasons why I don't have nobody beside me? We got to look in the mirror and say the reason why things are not in our lives is because number one is not God's timing or number two, we're not developed enough to be able to manage it. So you address the pressures by not let it pressure you by realizing what the scriptures say, number one. Number two, you take the pressures off by being honest with yourself and ask them, am I even ready for the next level? And understand number three, the 30s, the Greeks just got hot. I told a young man about ministry and, and, and he was a, he's a young guy in ministry. And I told him, I said, I've been in ministry for over 13, 14 years and the Greeks just got hot for me. I said, people don't understand that before you cook a meal, you, you gather the ingredients. Before you cook a meal, you gather the ingredients. If you watch any of these cooks on YouTube, they got this whole spread of all this, the, the measure of salt, the measure of, of spices, the measures of this, right? Before the meal is cooked, the ingredients are gathered. And so the intangible ingredients have been gathered for you and God is just now cooking. The grease just got hot. And so we gotta give God time to cook. 
do you know how, how long it takes to really become a woman of God, to really become a man of God, and to actually have that man or woman of God made for you? That's why I said Roy's Royces will always be more expensive than Hondas, because Hondas are machine-made. Roy's Royces are handmade, and you got to understand that things have to be imported. Imported parts are important parts that has to be important for different areas. That's why you got to go through various trials so that you can last a while. You got to go through these different trials so that you'll be able to stomach the different monkey wrenches that's going to be thrown in the jungle of your marriage. And so when you understand that and you understand the carriage, then you will understand and respect the marriage and what it takes to actually carry it. That's why you have to say, hey, man, if God is building a Rolls Royce and it's building a handmade, I got to let time take care of itself. I got to let time manifest itself because there are certain modules you got to go through. And if you can't handle the pressures of singleness, you're not going to be able to handle the pressures of marriage. Because let me tell you something. Singleness, there are some pressures. There are a lot of sexual pressures. There are a lot of emotional pressures. There are a lot of comparison pressures. But what happens when you get into a union and you have to serve this person? through and through, and you still tempted with the same things of your singleness. You got to handle the pressures and the singleness. And if you can't handle those, you ain't going to handle it with someone else. So number one, you got to realize, hey man, God's timing is perfect. Number two, am I perfectly positioned to get the help that I need to be the person I need to be for the person that God has for me? And number three, realize 30 ain't old. I just turned 36 just turned 36 years old and I'm still young. 46 is still young. 56 is still young. But let me tell you something about God. No matter how many years you wasted with an ex, he says, I'll turn everything around for your good for the next. And so I tell people all the often time, if you want God to redeem the time, renew your mind. Because when your mind's renewed, your time renews. Hope to help. John says, what advice would you give about adulting and finding a purpose in life to someone who is turning 18 soon. 18 is nothing but a number. 18 is nothing but a number that people magnified more than what it needs to be. Don't allow 18 to be pressuring. I did when I was 18. I was like 18, 19, started getting into ministry. And I said, man, I, I got to make things happen. No, no, no. Let things happen. Why you maximize what has already been happening, right? See, if you maximize what's happening, then you can maximize when that thing that you desire actually happens. But you have to alleviate the pressures of the number 18. The number 18 is nothing but a number. You're not even an adult yet. Adulting is not a number. Adulting is character. Adulting is not just, oh, well, you're 18 now, you're an adult. Yeah, you are a grown man, like you've grown in a physical state, but are you grown in the emotional, spiritual, financial, intellectual, and all those other states, right? And if that's not the case, man, then you're going to find yourself in unnecessary cases, man. And so what advice would you give uh, give about adulting? Realize adulting is about character development. Adulting can be difficult if you're not disciplined. And you have to understand what comes with living on your own. But don't force yourself to be on your own. It's okay to be at mom's for a while. It's okay to be at dad's for a while. It's okay um, to, to make mistakes and, 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 and take, take chances, right? And, and your purpose is going to be found by finding the purposes of every day. 
Like I often say in many fields, people are looking for this capital P purpose. They're looking for this thing. The purpose is already in you. Inside every orange seed is a forest of oranges. Inside of every apple seed is a forest of apples. There's not just one apple in any apple seed, right? Every apple seed, every orange seed, any seed has the potential of producing more than what it is currently. So what I'm saying is your purpose is already inside of you. You have to look inside and say, okay, number one, what are you passionate about? What would you do if money wasn't an option? What is one problem in the world that you want to solve? What is one group of people that you have a burden for? What is one problem that you want to change and how do you see yourself changing it? What methods, what skills, what, first off, what talents do you have in you? Are you a wordsmith? Are you a writer? Are you a speaker? Are you a communicator, right? Are you a, a drawer, an artist? Are you a community person? You know how to bring people. Are you a leader? Are you a leaning towards entrepreneurship? All that is already part of your wiring. So you see what I'm saying? So when you begin to see what you're passionate about, what problems you want to solve, what 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 types of tools that you have inside of you, now you maximize them. Right now, between the ages of 18 and 30, all I need you to do right now is research, study, and 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 maximize and turn your maximize your time and turn your talents into skill. If you can remove yourself from societal pressures and societal uh, uh, attractions and focus the next five to seven years on personal development, spiritual disciplines, uh, uh, fellowship with God, and 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 turning your talents into skill. Now, what I mean by that, if you're talented at writing, you got to write every day. Right now, I'm about 45 to 55% done with my ninth book. And my wife can tell you right now, on Sunday, I got the clearance to write the book, already wrote almost 20-something pages of it, almost done, 90% done with the card game that goes with it. So no matter what, if I'm a speaker, if I'm a writer, I'm going to do it every day so I can get better every day. And then when you alleviate the pressure of 18 and alleviate the pressure of the 20s, and then you say, you know what, <clears throat> I'm not going to overestimate what I can do in a year and underestimate what I could do in a decade. I'm going to let time do its thing as I maximize within its corridors. And then one day when I'm old enough, I'll be able to walk through the doors that God has before ordained, predestined for me to walk in because I maximize the time that I'm currently in. 18 is just a number. Take your time. Get to know God. Deepen yourself in the in the presence of God. Uh, maximize uh, and instill spiritual disciplines. Uh, um, personally develop every day. Serve people. Uh, be led by the Spirit of God, and you'll be surprised. By the time you're 25, by the time you're 27, you'll wake up and be like, "Man, I'm a better man, and a better man does a better can do anything um, because that person knows the Spirit in them, and they have developed." Well. It's been 33 minutes, y'all. I got to go. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yep. 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 Man. Man, y'all got to hit that bell, man. Hit that post notification bell. Hit subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, I got time for two more. I kind of feel in my belly. Time for two more. I guess the Lord wants your question answered, Jessica. Hey, coach, I've been wanting to focus on God more, but discovered I have gifts making music, poetry, artsy stuff. Okay. I asked God, should I focus on it, but hear nothing? I'm trying to make sure my joy comes from him and not make an idol of other things. How should I go about the gifts and talents? It's almost like self-conviction. Am I doing something wrong? Let me look at your question again. 
Hey, coach, I've been wanting to focus on God more, but discovered I have gifts making music, poetry, artsy stuff. I've asked God, should I focus on it, but hear nothing. I'm trying to make sure my joy comes from him and not make an idol of other things. Should I go about the gifts and talents? It's almost like self-conviction. Am I doing something wrong? Yeah, don't think more highly of the gift than you do of God. Because the thing is, if God is in it, then you won't have, you won't put anything before him, right? And so let me let me tell you something. Like when it comes to life, let me break down your question. Hey, coach, I've been wanting to focus on God, but which is a great thing. That's what you should focus on, right? And 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 flourishing that, right? Even in the discovery of your gifts of making music and poetry, arts and stuff. What I do with my gifts and talents, I get God involved. No, actually, I, I take that back. I get involved in what God wants to do with those gifts and talents. I don't involve God. Involving God is saying, hey, come partner with me. No, I get involved with what God has already predestined for those purposes, right? And so what you do is, is when you find yourself in the create in the sphere of creativity, the first thing I always do is, is that I always set time for creative meetings with God. My wife and I, we were just watching church. And, and all of a sudden, because the night before I was working in my book and I got the download from God, in a matter of five minutes, I created a whole card game. A whole card game. That's the fruit or the byproduct of my relationship with God. I don't go and try to download things. I wait till things are downloaded in me. And it spawns from my uh, fellowship with God. Creativity should derive from my intimacy. Creativity should come from my intimacy. The more intimate I get with God, the more involved I get with God, the more I embrace his presence, the more I acknowledge him in all that I do, the more I love him through and through, and I begin to see who he is to me, things start just happening through me. The creative session that I have with God becomes even more poignant and, and potent is the word I'm looking for because I pressed in. And so, yeah, focus on your gifts. Yeah, focus on your grind. But focus through the time you spend with God, through your awe of God, through your love of God, right? So don't allow the fear of making a a thing an idol that you make the idol of not doing a thing. Don't allow the fear of making an idol make you make an idol out of doing nothing, A lot of people have idolized nothing. People idolize stagnation. People idolize not doing anything, right? And so what you got to do is say, where there's fear, there's torment. Anytime you have fear or concern about something that has not been cleared through the spirit of God, the enemy sees it as an open door to be used against you. And so that's why I would say, hey, man, uh, uh, continue to maximize your gifts and talents and your, and the Holy Spirit will let you know if you're going too far. The Holy Spirit, that's why I say it's important to say, Holy Spirit, teach me to flow with you. Because in time, he'll say, hey, man, you're going a little bit too far. But if you begin to make a practice of investing more in, in your spiritual walk with God and your spiritual disciplines spawn from your walk with God, then your spiritual disciplines and your understanding of the leadership of the Holy Spirit will then guide you into creative sessions where your poetry and your music becomes even better. Look at these videos. Y'all can attest these videos are super anointed. My books are anointed. They are because they are byproducts from my time with God. Like, like for instance, uh, I... Even though I said in many videos that I'm going to release a book in February, maybe it was prophetic, 
but I didn't get started with it until I felt the clearance. Because if it's cleared by the Holy Spirit, then I know for a fact this is what I should invest my time in. In the meantime, of course, I maximize my talents every day by 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 writing, by working on, by doing these videos, getting my skills at a high level. But before I do anything, I make sure it's downloading me by the Spirit of God. Jessica Reed, I'm going to answer yours and I'm done, y'all. I know y'all going to be mad. I know y'all going to be, now nah, y'all going to be mad. Y'all understand. Got a whole family. <laughs> Jessica Reed says, coach, I'm feeling called to leave social media. <laughs> coach, I'm feeling called to leave social media, maybe per permanently, but I'm afraid of being forgotten and losing momentum with my business. As crazy as that might sound, any advice? Well, I'm pretty sure if John the Baptist, if there was internet back in the day, he probably wouldn't have had no social media. Let me tell you, when you good, good will find you. When you really great at something, th things will find you. You don't need social media. You don't need any of those different things, especially if you know that social media may be a problem to you. Uh, um, you're not going to lose momentum. Don't get me wrong. Social media is a tool, but I'm going to tell you something about the Holy Spirit. You can walk into Walmart and walk into a deal. You can walk into Target and walk into a deal. You can buy the fried chicken, buy the fried chicken cooking thing by in Publix, and, and God can bring somebody to you that, that, will, that will have you make more money from you just flowing with the Holy Spirit of God off social media than you would if you was on social media. So what I would do if you do practically or take yourself off social media, maybe get a little old school. Make sure you still have a website, have a website, have some cards and, and, and just something where they can connect with you. Right. And so if you if, if social media is an issue, social media is not the only way by which businesses thrive and are successful, especially when you doing things for God and you doing things for your mental, emotional and social health. Right. And so if you feel called to leave social media, leave it. And if you feel like it's permanent, time will tell. But don't be afraid. Fear has torment. You're not going to be forgotten. If God had, if God doesn't forget you, he'll know who to, how to bring the legit to you. And I'm going to tell you that, listen, I don't like, I could be making videos every day. I could be making certain kind of videos, but listen, I do what I'm called to do. The rest will take care of itself. Fear has torment. You won't be forgotten, but make sure that you do have a website or if you need a website, make sure you have something that if people do ask, uh, on what you do. You have something on hand. Uh, there's a lot of people that are successful business people that are not on social media. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but, uh, 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 but I'm afraid of being forgotten, losing momentum with my business. As crazy as that, that's not crazy. I understand. That's a big fear because that's the world we live in. So what I would do now is number one, get rid of the fear. Uh, fear has torment. Um, get into faith and ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do? That's the number one thing. Should I even get off social media? Now, you don't have to ask the Holy Spirit if you feel social media is affecting your mental, social, and spiritual, and physical health. And you just got to get off. You, you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you that. You, there's some symptoms and signs sprouting out of your being, letting you know that you shouldn't be on it. Right? And after that, <clears throat> Holy Spirit, what is the uh, um, plan for me? What is the strategy for me? The Holy Spirit is the greatest strategist, man. He's the one that makes your crooked path straight. He's the one that walks you through those doors, and he'll let you know what you should do. I love you all. I pray this message. I pray this Q&A was a blessing to you all. Make sure you check out if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you need to talk to me about anything, you need clarity, insight, 
and understanding when it comes to your relationships, pre-engagement coaching, engagement coaching, dating coaching, courting coaching, marriage coaching. Let me know. If you need help with your spiritual walk with God and develop it, developing it, let me know. If you single right now, you're like, coach, man, I, I'm trying to mingle instead of being single. I need some help on how I can maximize this singleness. I got you there too. If you need help to discover your purpose and have someone to kind of help you see what is, see the obvious, then I got you there. If you need help with branding, marketing, and business, like our sister just asked questions on, I can help you with that as well. Also, check out my latest book, um, uh, The Wholeness Journal. Are you whole enough to hold the important things of life? Great book, great journal book to help you process your wholeness. Also got a card game called Hold. The first one who spell Hold wins. Fun interactive card game to help you determine whether or not you're able to hold the precious things of life. If you are single and you know that you want to or you know you need to learn how to maximize it and find the purpose of it, this book would be a great resource for you as well. It helps you process um, the different areas of life that could be where leakage is and where you're losing things. Also, this book, Dating Prep, is a great book to help you date God, date yourself, and become dateable so you can date the love of your life forever. It's also got a ton of questions in it that will either help you end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. Also, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, is a great book and resource as well. Also, if you're looking for discernment and to know the difference is whether or not this person is a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book is a great resource as well. Also, check out my and my wife's children's book. And if you are struggling with spiritual warfare, this book would be a blessing to you too. All these tools and resources are available now on my website, IamUnplugged.com. And if you feel led to give and support what I do, you can do so on my website. Your generosity is appreciated in advance. Um, your generosity helps us support our mentoring programs and definitely keeps me doing um, these things here and creating more uh, products and resources, etc. So I hope y'all were blessed by this. Thank y'all so much. Jessica says, I do have a website. Yeah, just rock with that website and get some business cards and find some creative ingenuity. Inge uh, anyway, some creative ways on how I think people can, if you uh, a bracelet and they put their phone over your bracelet, your website pops up. A lot of different things. I need, uh, Charles, I need to work on audio books. That's the thing I need to do. I don't even, if someone could uh, tell me how I can um, do audio books, um, then, and then let your boy know. Uh, all right. Love you all. Hope y'all was blessed. You're so welcome, Jessica Reed. I'll see y'all next time. Make sure y'all subscribe, hit that bell, comment, share, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.